everyone to the second episode of our uh, show now we have a title our show uh women in stem entertainment um today we well first of all we hope you enjoyed the first or you go back and listen to the first someday um that was jurassic park mm-hmm. and uh today we're actually going to be uh reviewing contagion yeah um just a little background this podcast is a podcast where we review movies that um feature badass women in stem or Mm -hmm. maybe not badass women in stem just women in stem and um yeah we review how well the movies depict those women and how well they depict the stem fields they're in all that jazz. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Contagion 2011 came out. Fun fact, uh, <laughs> Kelly and I were both at Emory where they were filming a lot of the movie. <laughs> yeah. I think, did you bump it or did you see some filming somewhere or was that someone else? There was, uh, that wasn't me. Like, someone I think saw so. you lot. Law. Yeah. Okay. Oh man, I someone definitely saw Jude Law. Yeah, <laughs> I do remember <laughs> when they were filming because it was like you couldn't go anywhere. It was just like harder to do yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um. So they actually filmed the movie on well, parts of the movie on CDC's campus, which is right on Emory's campus. Um. So yeah, that like was really breathing cool. distance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know if you noticed, there was one point, and it'll come up later, but there was actually a part where I saw the background of somebody's office, and I'm like, they're at Emory's campus. They're on Emory's campus. Mm. That's definitely Emory. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's I mean, pretty Emory's cool. campus is <laughs> very pretty. It's definitely, like, legit looking. It is, yeah. Um, but I am embarrassed to say that I didn't recognize anything as being on Emory's campus, but I also <laughs> wasn't really, like, looking for that, I guess, but... I bet if I went back and looked, I'd be like, oh, shit, that was my building. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Yeah, it was definitely it was like in the fancy building, like public Mm -hmm. health or something. But yeah. okay, dang. (laughs) (laughs) This was my third time, like maybe fourth. It was I watched this movie way too many times. Oh, whoa. Okay, this is my first time. Good. How'd you like it? (laughs) Um, I I actually I actually enjoyed it. Yeah, um, <laughs> but here's the problem. I have uh, a really stupid brain. Um, well, maybe that's not a fair thing to say, but basically when I watch movies, I'll be watching it and then I'll like see someone's like hair blow in the wind and I'm just like, oh, hair, wind. And then I start thinking about like grocery bags flowing in the wind and then I start, you know, and then I'm like, oh shit, wait, what happened? <laughs> I have to rewind a little bit. So, um, oh, that's great. <laughs> that, um, that happened a few times during this movie. Um, so, I won't lie. <laughs> so there's a couple of things I was like, wait, uh, ooh, uh. <laughs> so uh, all yeah, that to say, I might've really got to be like, yeah, 
No, it's one where you really have to kind of be on like constantly for, because there were so many things I missed mm-hmm. and I've seen it. Like I said, like I saw it a thousand times, saw it in the theater uh-huh. and then they had they screened like, it a special at thing. school, right? One time. Exactly. Yeah. They screened it. And then they screened it again. Oh, wow. Yeah. Where was I? What was I doing? Multiple times. I I I don't know. (laughs) Did they have popcorn? It was definitely like. So, uh, yeah, at both of them, actually, it was for the, there's a thing at Emory, the vaccine dinner club, where you can go. um, So, you know about this, but (laughs) um, for anyone listening, there's vaccine dinner club, which has like people from CDC, Emory, and other schools like all around Georgia and sometimes other places come and um, usually see a speaker who's like someone who works on vaccines. Um, Mm -hmm. And most of the time it's a pretty big name. And then after the talk, there's dinner. So that's vaccine dinner club. And they (laughs) actually screened contagion. And uh, so, yeah, I got to watch it with like a bunch of CDC people like, yeah, that's the CDC. <laughs> that was cool. Yeah. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. But, yeah. yeah. Um, so, how, did, how was I your guess, fourth viewing? Did you like it the fourth time? Fourth viewing. Yeah. So it was, <laughs> it was still good the fourth time. And I, so I will say this, my epidemiologist friends, one in particular, may be uh-huh. upset because I really do like this movie and I see the flaws in it, mm-hmm. but she definitely sees more of the flaws than I see. Yeah. And okay. um, mm-hmm. it would be great to get her insight. Maybe like I can send her an email and we'll have those notes somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we can I, just get her to like probably full on. Yeah. Maybe we can get yeah. her to like full on rage and just be like, yeah. ah, this is everything <laughs> I'm mad about. Um, and we could like play that clip perhaps but that would be cool yeah just have her clip in there yeah i'll ask her if she's willing to do that and not give her name (laughs) like (laughs) so people don't get mad at no um yeah so (laughs) maybe she can just watch it one more time and then we can get it while it's fresh in the rage part of her brain i don't know very angry perfect (laughs) (laughs) but i enjoyed it the fourth time around third time whichever time it's been and um yeah, I still feel there are certain things, and I feel like we'll get to them. Um, some things where I wrote things in all caps, like what? Uh-huh. So I guess I kind of was ragey as well. Um, mm-hmm. But overall, I thought, yeah, we'll get to to ha- the views. But I guess let's get into it. Um, all right, let's do it. Yeah, cool. <laughs> so. <laughs> Uh, basically, so Contagion came out, that's what I was saying, in 2011, mm-hmm. stars uh, everyone. Um, mm-hmm. Paltrow, Lawrence Fishburne, um, Jude Law, Kate Winslet, like... Monica's dad from everybody. Friends, what's his real name? Oh, yeah, let me... Oh, that is... I love that you... <laughs> I love that you call him Monica's dad for friends. That's all no, I can I see. I'm like, shut up, Monica's dad. What are you doing? Hold up. I totally looked him up because 
I was like, I oh, his name was Doctor on Thing. Dang, I am. I have IMDb IMDb up right. Maybe now. we can edit this part out. <laughs> yeah, I probably edit that. Yeah, and when we'll come back in, it'll be me seamlessly saying his <laughs> name. Oh, is I remember. Elliot Gold. <laughs> oh, His, wait, Sanjay yeah. Gupta's in this movie? I missed yeah, that. He played... Wait a second. He was Sanjay oh, Gupta I don't know what anyone in the looks movie. Like. I must have he been thinking the... about plastic bags again. <laughs> oh, gosh, I have to watch it again. Oh, Jesus. All right. Okay. Well, whoops. <laughs> it's worth the second watch. I, I need to watch it again. Obviously. It's totally worth oh, the second dear. watch. <laughs> <laughs> but he was in the oh, movie. I'm so sorry. Okay, okay. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, all those people oh, were in the movie. They're a lot. I remember a when lot. now. Okay, well, neither yeah. here nor there. It's too late. <laughs> the truth <laughs> is out. <laughs> okay. And oh yeah, and Dimitri Martin. Fun fact also. Yeah. 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 When I started watching, I was like, wait a second. Is that like, Dimitri Martin? What is he doing? Is this a and comedy? His is name... he... Yeah. <laughs> His name in the movie, oh, what was it? It was, oh, Dr. David Eisenberg. It was just, like, very, that's a very, like, generic doctor name, I feel like. Yeah, and he did great, like, a great job in the movie, but every time I saw him, I would be like, oh, is he gonna, is he gonna fuck something up? Like, it's, (laughs) come on, he's gotta do something. (laughs) And then I'm like, oh, okay, he's just legit. He's just a legit scientist, Mm -hmm. cool. Yeah, yeah, that was weird. So, yeah, oh, one was, thing about this movie that uh, I found, um, they, they, they had a lot of scenes mm-hmm. where they like zoomed in on people's hands and they zoomed in on like people coughing and then like the cup uh, that they were oh, holding. Yeah. And, like, oh my like, gosh. I feel like yes. that's how I see the world already. I know. <laughs> As a microbiologist. Every, oh my gosh. Every time. I don't know from if you the beginning. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm, yes. Mm-hmm. Oh gosh. I wrote germs in all caps like, I was just like germs mm-hmm, I get mm-hmm. so <laughs> paranoid yeah me too one of the first things I wrote in my notes was zoomed in on peanuts is it a clue <laughs> my my first note is coughing and eating communal peanuts douche mm. <laughs> like it's, it's such a douchey thing to do. it's oh, really a douchey some thing. people just don't think about it yeah that yeah. was my second note my first note i don't remember why but it just says sexual in all caps <laughs> i don't i don't know <laughs> right above the peanuts <laughs> what was sexual i can't even think back to that i guess she was talking to the guy she's having the affair with maybe I... oh yeah. yeah okay yeah that's probably it I love that that's a note. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, yes, that was definitely number one, germs. Mm-hmm. I mean, and they did a great job kind of, I guess, uh, the fact that you said that that's how you feel all the time as a microbiologist, <laughs> and it's also yeah. how I feel. They did a mm-hmm. really great job kind of capturing that feeling. And, yeah, totally. Yeah, because... Just like, like zooming in on all the contagious surfaces, like doorknobs mm-hmm. and handrails. The fomites. And... Yeah, like, fomites. You don't hear that word often. Just in textbooks, usually. I was really happy to hear that. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I, they, um, I they used a lot of words. 
um, that usually, you know, are reserved for uh, classes. But they, mm-hmm. there's also a lot of mispronunciation. Like they, at a uh-huh. press conference in the movie, they mispronounced epidemiologist. And I was he just did. like, <laughs> he did. <laughs> Excuse me? talking about the one from WHL. And I was like, I think that's an alternative. <laughs> alternative oh, pronunciation. Boy. Cool. <laughs> I think they, they yes. would have their best guys on that. You know what I mean? Like, like, what they, did he say? He said, I remembered hearing that too. And I was like, it's an alternative way to say it. Okay, okay. It's fine. <laughs> uh, yeah, but not very many people say that, you know? No, you know? no. I've only heard one way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but... That's true. Um, And also I had closed captions on. I got this from you actually, because Mm. last time you said you did that and you caught some stuff in Jurassic Park that I didn't hear. And I feel like they didn't actually say it was just Mm. in closed captioning. So Mm. there was Mm -hmm. actually a word in closed captioning that I think the person just wasn't a scientist and they're like, shit, I think this is what they said. Um, <laughs> yes, I actually know. I also, I watch everything in closed captioning, like even like Bob's Burgers, because I have terrible hearing. Um, <laughs> but I definitely noticed that, yeah, whoever was, um, oh yeah, like are not, which by the way, I haven't studied are not in a long time. Yeah. Like it's been a long oh, time gosh. since I took epidemiology class, yeah. but the way that they tried to spell that, <laughs> It was like N A U G H T. I don't know if you caught that. I feel like is that not? I I don't I don't know if I caught that, but I feel like that's not. Or is that right? I don't know. I I think because so. I thought it was like like zero, like not, like N O T, like oh oh. I, I know. I actually no don't know. Oh lord, someone is screaming right now <laughs> in like <laughs> listening to this. My, my. Uh, epidemiologist friend is screaming right now that's what's happening yeah <laughs> no. wait now i am okay because that's I'm, I'm just googling it. oh it I is no that's thing. right that's right it's it well it's n-o-u-h-g-h-t not n-a oh it was like right. naughty I'm so stupid <laughs> no but it's oh like i they spelled it in closed captioning like naughty which is why i was like ha, ha, ha. <laughs> um oh naughty <laughs> I think it's, okay so it is spelled n o oh see Khan Academy if anyone's interested they have um a video about understanding r not um, oh all right cool the misunderstood number that predicts epidemics you get um, to learn things anyway. listening to this podcast learn mm. about learning things learn through too. our mistakes and see? the embarrassing incorrect things that I say it is perfect oh I found mm. it I found the one that so it was adjuvants. She talks about oh. like vaccines. And so everyone knows, you might know because you're listening to a science podcast, but an adjuvant is um, basically something you add to a vaccine or put in someone that um, will kind of stimulate the immune response. It gives a, a boost to the immune response. So it really recognizes whatever you put in to vaccinate the person against. Mm-hmm. But- they said um, in closed captioning when she said adjuvants, it said atrophins, and I was like, "You just, you just went for it. You just, <laughs> you just messed that right up." <laughs> so yeah, I thought the closed captioning that's funny. It added it, it added some richness. They to tried, the movie. you know, they, they really did. Tried. No, it was good, but maybe that's. I mean, this this might be a good a good lesson. Um, 
closed captioning <laughs> jobs, scientists apply to them or people with scientific background. You could yeah. be a closed caption I wonder person. who does that. <laughs> I wonder how well, it, I mean, maybe that's another freelance gig that I could pick up. Yeah. Oh, that'd be so cool. Yeah. <laughs> look at this. We'll see. I'll look into let's, it. Let's edit like this part out so that <laughs> nobody takes the job, the career oh, opportunity. Okay. Yeah, yeah, for me. sure. Yes. <laughs> Perfect. So, all right. So basically I did list before we even like go through the people as mm-hmm. much or, or the parts of the movie, I listed all of the badass women. Cause in this movie, I mean, let's face it. They were all badass, mm-hmm. badass women in science. Mm-hmm. Um, but I listed who was who. So we know um, there was a doc, Dr. Aaron I can't read my handwriting. Um, Dr. Aaron Means, I think it says, or okay. Mears. Sure. Pretty sure it's Means. But that was Kate Winslet's character. She was the mm-hmm. CDC epidemiologist. Mm-hmm. Or, but however he said it. Um, Dr. Lenora, another last name I can't read in my handwriting. Uh, <laughs> but that was Marion Cotillard. Mm-hmm. Cotillard. Um, who's the WHO epidemiologist. And I know her from like, she's French, I'm pretty sure. And I know her from other things that I can't think of. So mm-hmm. uh, Dr. Lenora Orantis. And then there was the one who is definitely going to get a Nobel Prize. Um, mm-hmm. Gen- Dr. Ali Hextall, Jennifer. <sighs> Damn this handwriting. <laughs> um, <laughs> her name is Jennifer Eid, maybe. Um Okay. But yeah, sure. those were all of the like, and she was the CDC virologist working with Dimitri Martin. So mm-hmm. um, they were pretty badass women in science and everyone played a major role. Um, yeah. In this whole. Like a legit ordeal. role actually. Yeah. Yeah. Being listened to. So. Very realistic. I guess. Would you like to go through the. I guess the idea behind um, the or yeah, this- I mean, so this movie's about there's this you know mysterious disease going around, right? So there's yeah. there's sweaty people, there's people foaming at the mouth, there's you know there's someone what in Hong Kong? I, I wrote Japan, Hong Kong, people literally literally dropping dead. Um, there's a guy who gets <laughs> like blurred vision. He has this like fever. He's sweating, and then he like gets hit by a car. Um, he like walks into traffic. Oh, then I wrote, I don't like the font in this movie. I just don't. (laughs) I wrote that underneath. The font? Yeah, the font. I don't know. That's Yeah, they did write things. (laughs) Anyway. Um, and I also wrote, that's a cute little turkey in the wall back there. (laughs) at six minutes, 45 seconds. (laughs) I'm so sorry. Um, (laughs) oh my gosh. It's like squirt. It's like, like a dog. (laughs) <laughs> squirrel oh gosh it's bad yeah so uh, honestly, that, Sanjay Gupta? Probably... <laughs> <laughs> oh no <laughs> honestly you're probably be- uh, better equipped to give a succinct description yeah so there's there's <laughs> okay um there were turkeys somewhere <laughs> i'm just giving you all the important details to be caught up to know what's going on in this movie <laughs> Oh, door. oh dear. Great. Okay. That oh, is gosh. great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, that's 
generally it. There's a disease <laughs> right. going around the world, not mm-hmm. not just a country. It is a pandemic. It's right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's cool because it's kind of showing, I mean, I don't know if anyone remembers um, when SARS happened because mm-hmm. it was kind of like that, you know, like a bunch of people are getting sick. They don't know where it's coming from. And so they're trying to figure out mm-hmm. where it's coming from. And they're drawing maps of like, didn't they draw like maps of like hotel floors and, you know, were like circling where people were oh. and like which planes they took and all that stuff. Like, yeah, this is, yeah. it's, it's interesting. And it's like, you know, suspenseful and gripping because this is like how this stuff works. And mm-hmm something like this could happen, right? So there could be some mysterious disease that crops up and, you know, it's being spread around. And um, I don't know. I feel like they did a pretty good job depicting, like, the terror that, you know, people can feel and um, just kind of, like, the process. Like, oh, shit, people are dying. Why? You know, Mm -hmm. um, kind of following all the cases. Um, Because you don't find things out in sequential order in real life. Like, when this happens, you're just like, oh, shit, this person's sick and you have to, like, try to figure out the context or whatever and yeah and that's the role of like all of the epidemiologists it's you it's funny because when you or i guess not funny but (laughs) when you think about how you know we just know now certain things like you know how well i guess you can't say no but either way um spread of hiv when or when mm-hmm. in the 80s, HIV, it took forever to figure out, you know, exactly where it originated. But as far as like that kind of the, what was thought as, of as patient zero for a long time, mm-hmm. um, you know, there was a lot of mapping back. And when you think about what epidemiologists do, like really, they, it's puzzled. It's like they actually put together yeah. A live puzzle. It's it's mm-hmm. very cool. Um, yeah. There was actually, there's an, it might still be there um, if anyone's in D.C. at the Smithsonian whenever this episode comes out. But um, there's an exhibit and it's called um, Outbreak. And it is all about, it shows like different um, pandemics, epidemics uh, throughout the like modern um modern day epidemics and pandemics so it goes through SARS and Ebola and they have like some exercises yeah it's really cool and they have this exercise where you get to be the epidemiologist and you basically have like these six people who got sick and they show the days that certain symptoms came up and what they did those days, like this person went to the gym and this person mm-hmm. was coughing on Tuesday and went to the gym on Thursday. Like, mm-hmm. so you can kind of see where their paths crossed. And then you get to find out from all of those clues, like who the first person was patient zero was. And that's basically this whole movie. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> that's yeah. that game, except high stakes, very mm-hmm. high stakes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah, that was really cool. Um, yeah. some, a funny part was, um, so when they were catching, when the, I loved when um, Kate Winslet's character, she's like gone to Minnesota, which is where, so we should say, I guess it starts with um, Gwyneth Paltrow. Um, mm-hmm. She's, she gets sick 
and um, her husband, Matt Damon, um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) does not get sick. Um, So you quickly go into immunity and all that stuff. And Mm -hmm. she dies, her son dies. um, And that's when epidemiologists have to come in and start working, get on the ground running. And Kate Winslet is one of those people. Lawrence Fishburne is her boss. Um, And uh, yeah, she has to go to Minnesota, which is where um, Gwyneth Paltrow lived. Mm-hmm. And um, I loved when the guy is like, oh, I hope you brought something else because you don't want to, it's going to be however 15 below. You don't want to catch cold, uh, cold, like mm-hmm. with the cold. And I loved her face where she kind of for a second, she rolls her eyes and she for a second wants to be like, that is not how you catch a cold. But mm-hmm. <laughs> she just kind of suppresses it. It's just like, mm-hmm. all right, whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I love that. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But yeah, that was um, that was great. And then I wrote "shitty Minnesota woman." Um, <laughs> I don't. She wait, was what? really so when Kate Winslet, she her character, um, she goes to Minnesota. She has to meet with like I don't know if they're government officials mm-hmm. or what, but there's the one woman oh, who's like, and how yeah. do we? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. She was so annoying. That's yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, she, uh, she's like, oh, so it's an epidemic now. <laughs> Are you talking about that woman? Like, yeah, she was so snarky, um, yeah, and mad, and yeah. yeah, just like really combative. And I was just like, whoa, you need to, yeah, tone it down a little bit. You need to chill. Mm-hmm. You really need to chill. <laughs> also, at one point, uh, they said um, the average person touches their face 2,000 to 3,000 times a day. Is that right? I know. I didn't fact check I, that. You know, it's, I don't know, right. but when you were saying it, I was in the process of touching my face again. So <laughs> it seems mm-hmm. like it could be right. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I am almost positive that it's right. No, I, I don't okay. know. But it's really scary if you think about it because... Like, no wonder we get sick. Come on, you pump gas yeah. and then get in the car and wipe your nose. It's right. something that you just inadvertently, you don't think about it at all. And yeah, yeah. it happens. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> a fun thing, fun fact that we noticed the first time we saw this movie was um, Dimitri Martin, when he's in the BSL-4, mm-hmm. which was great. Mm-hmm. Um, I... I like seeing BSL four. I never want to work in a BSL three again, but I do mm-hmm. love seeing it. Uh, and this is like a level up, so seeing that. But either way, the centrifuge he used is an Allegra, uh, and I think it's like <laughs> uh-huh. Beckman Coulter or something. But uh, mm-hmm. he uses it kind of correctly because you have to press Enter Start. Uh-huh. And he presses start at first uh-huh. and realizes, oh, no, mm-hmm. enter start. So I remember that first time we're like, there you go, Dimitri, oh, enter awesome. start. You can't just. <laughs> so that's great. That's really great. Uh, Do you feel overall? Because no I've never been in a, in a BSL-4 before, but like, did you BSL-4. feel that it was pretty well represented to you? I've never been in a BSL-4, mm-hmm. but. Since it's so many steps up from BSL three, and I think about like what we wore in a BSL three, mm-hmm. which is like a full Tyvek suit, mm-hmm. um, N95 mask, and so with BSL three, there are parts of you that are kind of exposed because you have, you know, 
I mean, not really. There's nothing really exposed. So, mm-hmm. but you're not, you don't have that controlled airflow. Yeah. Um, like full suit airflow. Um, mm-hmm. The most controlled airflow you might have is like a head piece that, you know, gives you controlled airflow. But um, otherwise you go in with like a mask and head cover and all that. Mm-hmm. So the fact that they had the whole full piece was probably correct. Mm-hmm. Um, probably. Yeah, I was just curious I, because when I watch any type of movie with any type of science in it, I'm just like, okay, hmm, and, you know, and I'm like starting with like my arms crossed, like I'm watching you, you know, um, yeah. like one question, like when they're talking to each other, um, I was just kind of like, could you really hear each other that well talking that softly? But that's a really, I don't know, I think I'm getting kind of, well, kind of no, you're that, right maybe. though. I think you might be right because with even with the um the head mask on in BSL3, like when you have the full airflow, um, I didn't wear those because most of the time I was in a BSL3, we had N95 like masks, the disposable masks, and it became available later. But when people were wearing them, I had to speak louder because they couldn't hear me that well. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, they were speaking okay. pretty low. Right. And, yeah, you know, just like casually. All right. Mm-hmm. And of course, she worked during Thanksgiving because, you know, science. Mm-hmm. Right. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> salmonella. Oh, that was great. Oh, so I don't think this will come out before Thanksgiving, which is next week. But <laughs> um, she said in the movie, salmonella outbreak during Thanksgiving, which is currently happening. Uh, oh with turkey so be careful of course it's turkey um Mm -hmm. so yeah don't even buy ground turkey they said i saw that on the news today wash your hands people yeah and if you're listening to this much later then go ahead and get a time machine (laughs) go back in time and (laughs) don't get a turkey for stomach bug (laughs) (laughs) you're welcome oh man (laughs) oh gosh i hope people don't get sick this this year (laughs) Yeah. Uh, oh, so I wanted to hear your thoughts on this part okay. in particular. Okay. Um, yeah, especially as a biochemist. Uh-huh. Uh, like oh, you uh-huh. have a lot of bio. Yeah. yeah. I loved, I don't, I didn't note how many days in this was. I meant to go back and look this up, but it was mm-hmm. definitely within the first two weeks. Okay. Um, where she's like, based on the shape we see, and I think that one, that part might be legit, but she's mm-hmm. like, we have the glycoprotein. We see there's some glycoprotein structures and stuff uh-huh. on the surface. But then she goes to like, a, yeah, one weekend. It was one weekend. She's <laughs> like, um, it's like a key. This is a model of uh-huh, the protein uh-huh. and the receptor. Uh-huh. And it's like a key and a lock. Yeah. And I was like, hold the fuck. Uh, like <laughs> you already see how this protein is interacting with the receptor on these host cells my ass like come yeah. on yeah <laughs> i um yeah so i okay so i have a lot of thoughts here um yeah i actually wrote that quote she said the virus attaches to the cell like a key slipping into a lock <laughs> um and i was like good one yeah like i because i think what they were going for is like describing how like because 
yeah, I can't decide. So <laughs> what I wrote was like, okay, good one. Yeah, that's a very basic definition for <laughs> mm-hmm. what I wrote was <laughs> that is a very basic definition for all the slow dum-dums in the audience. Okay. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Which is really mean. No, no, no. Because I think like I didn't even think of it the way that you did as far as like, oh, we see exactly how it binds or whatever. I think that they were just mm-hmm. like, oh, the definition of a receptor is, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like at a very, very, very basic I guess level. That- like that's yeah. the way that I saw it. And I was just like, oh, okay. All right. <laughs> um, but I, I think was, it was just-, just in a snarky mood, possibly. Yeah. I think. Oh, go ahead. No, I mean, I didn't even think of it that way, but that is also another way. I did write key and lock my ass, but <laughs> no, I think like you're right though, that, you know, they, this just, you know, it's just happened. Um, I, it just seems yeah. to me that the chances would be very low that they were, are able to not only completely sequence the DNA of the virus, but be able to model the actual structure that quickly yeah. and then have that model and they're just kind of clicking around like oh here's where it attaches to the human cell and here's exactly. where it this. and i'm just like whoa, 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 whoa wait <laughs> yeah because they're like oh it binds to like um what was it uh digestive tract cells and like central nervous system cells or something yeah. and they're like here's the human yeah. part this, that's an orange and i'm like oh, the human it's crazy what? <laughs> <laughs> and what they were showing was just a small little clip I, I don't know yeah and at this point they don't even know how they have they say they have no way to grow in cells and i'm like yeah you have a model of the receptor virus interaction like, exactly come on. come on totally yeah 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 i had written because right Right before that, <laughs> I called this jargon slam, <laughs> um, where they're like, it's it's pleomorphic, but tends toward ovoid yeah, in shape. Yeah, yeah. Um, I can see some structures on the surface look like glycoproteins. Yeah. Like, what are they looking at? <laughs> I was thinking then, the same, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and they're like, but there's nothing morphologically pathogenomic. We tested all of our antibodies. So what what antibodies? Oh, all I didn't antibodies. see much cross-reactivity. Uh, the body had no idea what to do with it. It just kept amplifying. Like, what? So I feel I like about. they were talking mm-hmm. about um, Gwyneth Paltrow's character's antibodies. Okay. So they got her serum because... Okay, okay, okay. They said she. Yeah. Yeah, they said something about her body couldn't... Yeah. Like, it kept... Mm-hmm. So but so they're I talking like about they testing her. They're testing her serum, okay. Mm-hmm. But then, but then they're talking about morphology yeah. also at the same time. And then it says, "Oh, it shows novel characteristics. It appears to be chimeric in origin." Yeah. Um, I felt, I felt- <laughs> and I wrote that's so generic, mm-hmm. Monica's dad, because I guess that was in the Monica's right after. Dad. <laughs> um, because so they. Um, they said the virus is 15 to 19 kilobases in length. Um, and I wrote, wait, when and how did you do that? <laughs> He's just got it. Um, He's got it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was very interesting uh, seeing the scientific, like I loved it and it was great jargon and all that stuff. And I'm like, oh, I get a lot of these things. But also I was extremely annoyed. I was less annoyed my first time seeing it, I realized. And mm. that's because... I saw it in 2011 mm-hmm. and I started grad school in 2010. Right. Okay. But after seven long and hard years <laughs> yeah. of, uh, of trying to purify a protein mm-hmm. and seeing other people's struggles, trying to get a crystal structure and all this stuff, mm-hmm. seeing them solve this key and lock 
fucking receptor. Give yeah. me a break. Yeah. Okay. 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 Yeah. Let's real talk <laughs> for a second. I still okay. So honestly, I feel a little bad for saying that dumb dumb comment earlier. <laughs> the way that this. <laughs> uh, I still feel bad. I'm like, no, no. Okay. Anyway, so I take that back. But you're right. So for anyone who has ever, just for anyone, <laughs> anyone in the world, um solving the crystal structure of any protein is incredibly difficult people spend Mm -hmm. entire graduate school careers and sometimes still can't do it and it's not because anyone's you know bad at anything it's just like really hard it's um, yeah. some of them just can't be crystallized and sometimes you have to like test like these incredibly complex matrices of all these different conditions like this one has 0.22 percent you know detergent and then at this you know dilution of whatever and it's like this cross-referenced matrix of like a million by a million (laughs) different um different uh what's the word i'm thinking of um uh, conditions Uh, conditions that's all i meant okay yeah um (laughs) yeah so in order to get an image like that where you can twirl it around and be like, Oh, see, this is where it does this. Like that requires so much intensity and years. Yeah. Yeah. Not two weeks. Like even if you have, I mean, you'd have to have a time machine. Like I can't think of a possible scenario in which you would be able to do that and get that data back and get able, be able to analyze it and then just be like, Oh yeah. So lock and key. Ha ha. Yeah. Um, (laughs) And I would say like in, you know, we, we went into like a lot of jargon in sciencey talk, but it's not even just annoying because, you know, it's it would take years to do that, yes. Mm-hmm. But I think that it's the fact that um since this movie does such a great job, you know, um showing that like I said, that feeling of germs everywhere and, and it mm-hmm. does a great job of showing how a pandemic could spread and all this stuff. But mm-hmm. I feel like uh, they even had a long time span. It was over the course of maybe hundred something days, but even even still, that's not a long time. But I just feel like it kind of trivializes the time that goes into some of these things. Mm. Uh, but yeah, it, it just upsets me because I'm just like, yeah. you know, I get it's a movie. You can't take time. I get that. But I think it not so much trivializes, mm. but gives false... Um, kind of like a false uh sense of what is possible yeah uh, in the pub yeah no that's interesting yeah. yeah um because i think like i understand having to balance like pacing of a movie i get mm-hmm. that moving things forward you can't show because i was even like it's it's really annoying for me to get mad at some of the things that i've gotten mad at like um the fact that dimitri martin or whoever like didn't stand there at the at the centrifuge until it, it reached full speed yeah. before walking away. Which <laughs> you is did like, walk you right know, away. you're not supposed to do yeah. that. Like <laughs> you stand in there and you wait until it reaches full speed to make sure it's not gonna explode and yeah. then you can walk away and go get a snack. You can't just press start and walk away. Start into and, start. And that's fine. Like that's <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like it's, it's douchey of me to be like, you know, about that. But <laughs> I guess I have to choose my battles, right? Um, but like there's certain things that I understand you kind of have to gloss over here and there and like maybe you take certain representations of certain things to show like, you know, progress or you just need something to be like, oh, look, there's a science on that screen. Cool. (laughs) Um, But I do think (laughs) I do think that, 
yeah, there are certain ways um, that it kind of undermines the progress of science in some ways because there's so much nuance to Mm -hmm. science. Like science is very, very slow. Um, Not because any part of it is like stupid or inefficient or anything like that. It's just the nature of science is that it's so incredibly complex and it's so incredibly intertwined and there's just so many pieces and so many trials and so many controls and there's just so much to it. And Mm -hmm. that's like, there's no getting around that. You have to do, you know, certain things and certain things just take a really long time, not for lack of trying and not for lack of genius or brilliance or or anything like that. Um, I'm kind of going off on this thing now. I'm sorry, but um, I think you're right that there's just like certain (laughs) aspects here where it's kind of damaging to convey like, oh, um, <laughs> like, I mean, yeah. the the extreme um example would be, you know, on those crime shows where they have like a sample in their hand and then they like mm. touch it on a machine, they're like bleep bloop. And yes. They're like, oh look, you know, they're, yes. they're heterozygous for this, and it's like, I- dude, like that would. <laughs> Like, at least right on the screen, six hours later, you know what I mean? If you're going to do that, don't yeah. act like it happens in one second. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I think overall, I get, like yeah. this movie did a good job of describing these things. But just, yeah, there's just so much nuance and, and science takes time and it takes mm-hmm. teamwork and it takes open-mindedness and collaboration. And there's just yeah. all these layers. And I think they kind of glossed over and made it seem like it's easier than it is. Yes, they did. And I get it. I mean, this creative license. (laughs) Oh, no, it's good. I I liked it. (laughs) I think it's important. It's an important message to get across. And I think it's a message that, I mean, maybe it takes a lot to get it across in a movie. So I get that. Um, Mm -hmm. But it just annoyed me. And also, um, another part. That is kind of ties into it because it goes into the co- the collaboration aspect. So they they don't just have um, you know government scientists doing work. They do have show the fact that there's scientists in academia who are doing a lot of work too. Like this guy Monica's dad mm-hmm. from France, <laughs> um, <laughs> Doctor Sussman. Who knew that he 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 was a scientist? I never knew that. <laughs> He's like, oh my gosh. All this time. Um, But he, uh, he's, oh yeah, that's who's at Emory. And he's supposed to be in like San Francisco. But if you look Mm -hmm. when he's in his office, look in the background, you will see Emory's beautiful campus. You guys should Mm. visit anyone listening. But anyway. Yeah. We'll give you a tour. (laughs) Yeah. Happily. Um, I probably won't know a lot of the undergrad side, but whatevs. Um, Yeah. They... Don't so when they tell him to like destroy the samples, it's a simple phone call. And I'm like, hold up. Y'all just made these things only like you can only work on it in a BSL four, which is government, like straight up the highest by in BSL, by the way, we didn't say that. If anyone didn't know, uh it's biosafety level. And those are like pathogens. So biosafety level three is stuff. I used to work with tuberculosis, um, mycobacterium tuberculosis, which causes tuberculosis. And that's a biosafety level three pathogen. But Mm -hmm. things that cause like death and destruction, like you see in this movie, uh, those Mm -hmm. are biosafety level four. 
and like hemorrhagic fever viruses things yeah. that like explode your brain cells yeah. and stuff like that's smallpox i think they even show that in the thing there's smallpox in the freezer like they put it beside smallpox like mm-hmm. whatever but mm-hmm. things like that um and they are highly regulated so the fact that they show oh let's make this only bsl4 pathogen and she just calls and she's like, yeah, destroy the samples. And he's like, but I'm, she's like, nah, you got to destroy them. And then they don't go, <laughs> it, it annoyed me so much. I'm like, they don't go and ensure that those samples are destroyed. They do nothing. They're just mm. like, yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. I can't I did work it. on that anymore. Bop, bloop. I deleted it. That was it. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, yeah. and then when he publishes or when he's like not published, cause they were like, oh, he's going to publish. What does he want? But mm-hmm. when he finds out a way to grow these this virus in cells, he doesn't get arrested. But they are just like, "How? Why is he working on it there?" And she's like, "He's not listening to me." But yeah, I mm-hmm. guess that was. I like that it touched on like the collaboration aspect. The fact that yeah, mm-hmm. you know, every one scientist isn't doing finding everything out. It does take. Right effort from all different like scientists from all over and it there might be things that mm-hmm. you never even expected to play like any kind of part in your science but you read a random paper or you go to some conference and someone says something and it's like mm-hmm. oh that's exactly what mm-hmm. i'm saying here and it's the same so yeah you never know it's like a collaborative effort so i like that mm-hmm. but i hate it that they just kind of show Showed it as if, oh yeah, your neighborhood scientist uh, might be working on this horrible thing right next door to you and against yeah, the yeah. government's like, mm-hmm. like orders. But yeah, no, but yeah. I think just going back again, just drilling home, and you know, maybe people listening to this are already scientists, so they already know that. But science. <laughs> I heard you said this, but it's just so complex. Like it's, there's so much to know and it's so intertwined and crazy. And like, it's, it's unbelievable. Like how much you, like when you start to learn how things work and the more you come to understand, the more you're just like, holy shit, we know absolutely nothing. Like there's just yeah. so much to know. So everyone is specializing on their tiny little dot you know, as part of the giant picture. And so you need, like, this person knows all about this tiny little dot, but which mm-hmm. is a lot of things within that dot, but you need all these other people that specialize in, in related things. And that also brings me to the point of if you have, like, all the same type of person, you know, studying this stuff, like, that's not helpful at all. You need people from all different yeah. backgrounds, all different yeah. angles, people with all different mindsets coming from different communities that are going to come to these things and these questions with a different angle um, that's how breakthroughs are made um, yeah that. yeah so yes collaboration guess, yes yeah and also yep. i'm sorry monica's dad i'm sorry to keep bringing it back to him <laughs> but he's on the phone and he was just like you limit this to the government bs l4s and it'll take forever I noticed that too. You really enunciated all those oh, all those gosh. letters there. Um, BSL uh, anyway. four. <laughs> BSL four. Uh, oh boy. Yeah. yeah. So there we are. We're off our our pedestal with talking about yeah. science, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. But I guess 
moving forward to, or in the movie, um, we didn't talk about one thing that I know last time with Jurassic Park, we talked about this, um, like diversity in the movie, you know, racial diversity and, um, Mm -hmm. how did you feel about the diversity within this movie? Um, I'm just like working from memory here. It didn't feel terrible to me. Um, and well, part of it too is just just kind of distracting because everyone was famous, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like that part was pretty unrealistic. Um, I agree that I, it wasn't terrible. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'd love to hear your take. Like, what did what stuck out to you? I thought it was really good. Like, I did love that Lawrence Fishburne was like high up, high ranking. Uh, at the CDC, that was great. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they yeah. had scientists, um, epidemi- like multiple epidemiologists and virologists, but I think all of them were white. Yeah. Mm. Um, Shit. Yeah. But you're right. You're no, totally right. That part, you know, he was an epidemiologist too, I think, even mm-hmm. though he said it incorrectly, but um, <laughs> he was also an epidemiologist. Mm-hmm. When I think through yeah, the whole totally cast, right. as far as like the main cast, mm-hmm. I, I do feel like it was predominantly white. Damn. Yeah, Which, you're totally right. In hindsight, yeah. it's just like, yeah, it just smacked <laughs> me in the face. Yeah, like, of course. Yes, you're right. You're right. Well, no, it's because it's my fourth time seeing this. It's right. like I got to focus on other things this time. Totally. I was like, still just like, wait, what happened? <laughs> and looking at the turkey <laughs> in the back. The turkey. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> I was just no. trying to keep up with the plot, no, mostly successfully. <laughs> exactly. No, I, oh I totally get it. I get mm-hmm. it. But I think that, and yeah, really, this isn't even coming up until now. I didn't think about it much while I was watching the movie, but mm-hmm. now thinking about it, I'm like, shit. Mm. There wasn't a lot of diversity in this movie, mm-hmm. um, except for like the supporting cast, like the people dying all around. Of course. Well, yeah, that's, um, that's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there were lots of, yeah. So um, there's that. Um, <laughs> and I will say that, you know, whatevs. I mean, it happens sometimes and representation's not always the best. Mm-hmm. Next contagion mm-hmm. may be better. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's just one thing I wanted to kind of like bring up and, uh, I guess also, oh, this was a big one for me. Uh And, oh, yeah, I even wrote a note. Hold on. Touching. Oh, yeah, there was a guy touching everything on the bus. That's not the part. Oh, yeah, I remember that vividly. (laughs) Big part. Oh, boy. Like so many germs. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But, yeah, so I didn't appreciate Monica's dad. (laughs) <laughs> saying uh, his dig at bloggers when he was like, oh, it's just graffiti with punctuation. Oh, yeah. I didn't like that at that all. Part, no, no. I didn't like. Mm-hmm. But I I thought it was very interesting how they used the blogger, Jude Law's character, mm-hmm. how they kind of like showed, used him as that kind of depiction of how misinformation can be spread. Mm-hmm. Because he yeah. was... He was kind of like the epitome of, you know, the Jenny McCarthy's or whatever. Right, but right, like, yep. he was just like, you know, oh, I might get people not to get the vaccine once they did have a vaccine. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, dude, like, for mm-hmm. real? Yeah. But 
that, I don't know. How'd you feel about that? And as, especially as a science communicator, I guess we can call mm-hmm. ourselves that. We, yeah. We've all, we've both done like some science communication. You've done mm-hmm. a lot more than I have. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I think that it was very annoying um, kind of seeing him as the depiction of a blogger. But yeah. also I see that they exist. Right. Yeah. But yeah. There's all sorts of different types because a lot of times... Oh, hey, this just stirs up a lot of things all at once because um, mm-hmm. a lot of times people don't know what they're talking about, I guess. So there's people that have like social mm-hmm. capital and they might have like a following and people are going to believe like, you know, like Jenny McCarthy or um, who's another. I don't know. There's all sorts of people that they say stuff and mm. people are just like Gwyneth Paltrow also. Yeah. Oh god, that's <laughs> true. Actually... Yeah. Yeah, Gwyneth Paltrow. Exactly. Yeah. So what does she have bloop or gloop or something? Either way, go ahead. <laughs> I think it's I think it's goop, not bloop, but I kind goop, of goop. like bloop okay. better. <laughs> oh, that's incredible. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So there's yeah, I think uh, it's it's a battlefield out there. I I don't know. I think that there's really smart, um, informed correct people out there, you know, spreading truths and things like that. Um, And I think also that the truth of science is that it's very complicated. And again, with the nuance, there's so much nuance and there's like, yes, (laughs) like there's never, ever, ever going to be a solution or a cure or something that works 100% of the time. One right answer. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you hear someone say, oh, this is the answer, this is going to cure it or never do this Mm -hmm. or whatever, like that's just that's just not how science works. It's always going to be, well, yeah. in these conditions using this, whatever, you know what I mean? Like it's always just way more nuanced mm-hmm. than that. Um, but people want someone to be sure. They want someone to say in all cases, you know, this is the truth or whatever. That's what people want to yeah. hear. And so they tend to stick yeah, or, you know, follow people that are, that are saying things like that. Um, Especially in times of crisis, exactly, I guess. Yeah. Like this was Great depiction of that, yeah. Yeah, so they're going to latch on to the thing that is the most either upsetting or comforting or whatever it is. Um, and sometimes mm-hmm. the people that are the loudest, you know, like people are going to latch on to that too. Um, and it's interesting too, and now I'm really getting in a rabbit hole <laughs> down here, but Do often it. the people Do that it. that know the most, <laughs> this is interesting, often the people that know the most, um, not always, um, but they doubt themselves even more, right? Like yeah. they're less sure. They're yeah. just like, oh, I don't, I don't know if I should speak up. You know what I mean? And meanwhile, these like, or you want to hedge? Them. You don't want to exactly. like oversell. Exactly. Like, that's the problem. Because they're yeah. smart. Because they mm-hmm. understand that this is a complicated thing. Whereas the people that are just like, you know, have no problem shouting, you know, to the rooftops <laughs> from the rooftops, like mm-hmm. um, whatever it is that they have to say. I don't know. I just think that's an interesting thing. Um, but I guess sorry, the. Sorry, Oh, meow. Um, I guess the thing that you're actually asking about um, is that in times of crisis and in times of, you know, whatever, some sort of something being important happening in the world, um, these types of people Mm -hmm. can really change the course of how these things go. Like even like, oh boy, don't even want to talk about it, but current political climate, you know what I mean? Like, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So like the way that (laughs) science if you can about. scare, if people are scared enough, mm-hmm. then a voice like certain people can rise. So, or if you make right. people scared enough, mm-hmm. um, 
But in this case, in the case of the movie, people were already scared. Yeah. So it's like we're looking for someone. Get mm-hmm. out of my water, cat. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. She's like on a roll right now. Man, she wants um, to be famous. But, but yeah, if people are scared enough, they'll listen. They're looking for some someone to totally. speak to them and yeah. to assure them. Yeah. And I think so. um, like this movie is an example too, I guess, but just – just being loud enough and getting heard someone with misinformation can speak up and their voice can pick up traction and be spread around. And I mean, I mean, that's pretty much like anti-vaccination people. Like there's enough of those voices being heard loud enough and being spread around and convincing more people. It's like changing. I mean, that's why we have outbreaks of, you know, whooping cough or measles or whatever, like cropping back up. Mm -hmm. Like they're actually changing um you the know course of history exactly, in the, exactly. like health mm-hmm. like, because public these health, loud yeah. wrong people spoke up and you know really played up the fears that people have i don't know it's just interesting to think yeah. about um and then i guess the question is how do we foster trust in science and like actually yeah you know actual science literacy and actually like knowing how to decipher when something is real or not and knowing how to decipher what you can actually trust and when you should doubt, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. But I think it just kind of comes back to that idea of nuance. Like people don't want a complicated answer. They want um, a, you know, a decisive answer, a a catch all. And that's just not how science works, period. Um, And so I don't know the answer. (laughs) I don't know the solution there. Yeah. I don't know either. I think that's going to, that's like a constant battle. And you're always going to have some people who just aren't going to be convinced. And I think those aren't the people you're targeting. Yeah. Um, uh, so I think part of it is having people understand those nuances or the scientific process or the fact mm-hmm. that their things are based on hypotheses and, mm-hmm. and that are constantly being tested. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not just like, got a hypothesis, figured it out done mm-hmm. it's just like yeah that leads to another one. Oh my gosh <laughs> um i'm sorry i don't know if you hear the clink clink clinking uh-uh. that's like her putting her paw in my water sure um, sure whatever so- you and your ghost cat your non-existent <laughs> cat whatever you say <laughs> my bad um <laughs> but, yeah yeah uh well I, I, yeah. I just i think it's also important um to think about especially as scientists um we can't just think about oh these terrible things are happening misinformation is being spread people should understand how we're doing this i think that it requires mm-hmm. us from our side thinking about where other people are coming from they're scared you know they didn't study yeah. science their entire lives either so kind of um, I think it does take some empathy and it does take thinking about like, where are these people coming from? What have they been told their entire life? Like where, where are their resources? How do yeah. they know who to trust or whatever? Um, and so, and I guess that's kind of what my career is based upon now. Cause I'm, I kind of, yeah, you know, and yours too. Yeah. Just like serving as that connective tissue between worlds. But I think where we go wrong a lot of times is just people like scientists can be super condescending sometimes um even like oh god now yeah. i'm really now i'm really letting loose but um you know like bill, bill nye like bill nye's um strategy yeah. is or his attitude rather Aww. is that like you throw facts at someone yeah. and if they don't understand them then they're an idiot and you're just like and they're stupid oh, like that is yeah and that's, that's the thing i love i love old school bill nye i love mm-hmm. old school but yeah, yeah this new school. I, f- I feel bad because it's not 
the best approach. No, it is but, completely backwards. That, it's undermining everything. Um, yeah. It's really frustrating to watch. Um, but that oh, being boy. said. Yes, yes. I know. Yeah. We're, yeah. We're an hour oh, in. Oh, boy. Okay. So oh, I dear. wanted, I know. Yeah. This is a good one, though. This is like <laughs> good. I'm not, not tooting our horn. We really did a good one this time, didn't we? People are like, what the fuck are they talking about? If they're still listening. We, we don't care. Oh, but, boy. But yeah, um, I did want to touch on one more thing. Yeah. And we didn't talk about like the WHO epidemiologist, but she's also an epidemiologist. Mm-hmm. So she's just kind of doing what Kate Winslet's doing, except mm-hmm. in, like, where was she? In China? She was in China. I guess so. Um, yeah. yeah. But um, from, aside from that, one thing that I definitely noted mm-hmm. was um, the doctor, uh, Hextall, the virologist who worked in BSL-4, um, when they were doing their clinical or their um, monkey trials and found that one vaccine worked and it worked with this one monkey mm-hmm. and she immediately injected herself and I get it. Mm-hmm. These are hard times. <laughs> right. You don't always have time to go through all of the necessary. Mm-hmm. No, that's not the case at all. And so, like you need to go through the necessary. There are some channels, very high stakes here. You know, I mean, yeah. So she injects herself. And the first thing I did think of was Dr. Barry Marshall. And I don't know if it's because I saw this movie so many times <laughs> or because we had to like learn certain Nobel Prize winners, whatever. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I thought, thought of the guy. He, he basically um, vaccinated himself uh, and then won a Nobel Prize because he learned that, or not even vaccinated, but showed that this... Um, uh, organism was the cause of ulcer ulcers, and they talk about it in the in the movie when she goes to see her father. Mm-hmm. Um, but like that type of thing is so ballsy and risky, and mm-hmm. not like if I've learned anything about science, it's that it is never what you think it is. Like it never works the way you think it it, it will. Um, and there's helicobacter. Oh, helicobacter so pylori. I looked it up. In, oh boy, here I go again. But again, with there's all this nuance in science, but there's also, there's just all these like secret exceptions. <laughs> and like, mm-hmm. I, I say this all the time, but like, you know, A, B, C, D, and E are true. And so F should be true. And it never is. Yeah. It's always like some yeah. crazy thing that you never would have expected. And science is just mm-hmm. always like that. That's why science is mostly failure because you're fumbling around. And it's not because anyone's stupid. It's just like the way that the natural world works is fucking bananas. Yeah. Can I say fuck? Oh, well, I just yeah. did. <laughs> you can. Oh, I just a lot. Yeah. yeah this is a fuck friendly uh, podcast. Go for it. <laughs> I love that. We'll have to save that clip for something. <laughs> um, but yeah, just like the like, I have such this like sense of awe and this sense of respect for science and scientists because science is just so bananas. Like the natural yeah, world, the way yeah. that it works is it's wild. Like we don't know mm-hmm. anything. And the more we find things out, that's great. But the more that we come to understand about how things work, the more we realize like, 
holy shit, like we know nothing. <laughs> um, so yeah, yeah, so to inject yeah. yourself with this thing is just very <laughs> stupid because for all you know, it could make you grow a third ear on your kneecap. Yeah. Like that is plausible <laughs> in the world of science. Like that's, that's the type, I mean, that's a stupid example, but like, like a, that kind of illustrates my point. Very, like, it's just like crazy <laughs> things could happen yeah, because you have we, no idea. Your eyeballs could explode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Like, All oh, it, it caused things. an excess of this particular cytokine, which then, you know, interacted with this, uh, you know, yeah. pathway. And then that caused this and that caused this. And then, yeah, I, I don't know, just anything could happen. So yeah. um, she probably would have died she in real life. She um, either would have died or been immediately terminated because she did not go through the institutional review board to totally. figure out whether she could inject humans with this crap, like yeah. all of that stuff. Totally. She, and she didn't do it. Can we talk about too? Like, I, I mean, maybe I'm super wrong here, but she injected it, it, it in her leg, but there's like all different yes. types of vaccines I mean, and like all different no, ways she, that they should be administered, you know? Exactly. She injects it into her leg. And then later when the vaccine does come out, it is definitely a nasal vaccine, like an intranasal yeah. vaccine. Exactly. So like, what did they do to those monkeys i i know we're going into a lot of like specifics but Mm -hmm. yeah the way that vaccines are very uh, the way that vaccines are administered uh is very important because you know if you're getting an infection a lot of times you know some of the issues are maybe you're getting an infection an intranasal infection well you might want to deliver the vaccine intranasally or, mm-hmm. So that you can emulate, you know, a good immune response in those mm-hmm. areas. Mm-hmm. But um, it can also backfire. So there was like the influenza or the flu vaccine a few years back where mm-hmm. they tried the, uh, what was it? The It was some sort of intranasal vaccine, I think, that mm-hmm. ended up going off the market because it wasn't doing well. And I should look that up. Um, but either way, the way in a vaccine is administered is important. And the mm-hmm. fact that she injected it into her leg and it worked. And then I guess later on they found out, oh, yeah, it can work intranasally. Who knows? Yeah. But, yeah, that was that is not something that you would do as a scientist, inject yourself. Right. Like, and, that's again, that's not- kind of like a an oversimplification. Like, that's a dangerous misrepresentation yeah. a very dangerous of how that works. Yeah. Doesn't work, but it shows her, and it kind of like they kind of like I guess applauded it in in a sense where her father is like, oh well, you know, Dr. Barry Marshall won the Nobel Prize for doing that, and and that's great. But let come on, young anybody Mm -hmm. who's trying who's thinking of becoming a scientist, do not do it. Yeah, for sure, don't do it. And it also just made me so sad that her dad was just like this. He was giving his whole Ugh. soul and just like risking his life to take care of these people. Yeah. You know? I don't know. Yeah. That was just very. Um, no, that was hard part too. Yeah. Yeah. But I think, again, overall, I feel like this movie was, and I'm sure that there are a lot of, um, a lot of things that we didn't touch on that people are mm-hmm. probably like, no, but I feel like this is a, it was a great movie in that it, like I said before, it depicts, you know, that fear of germs or the importance of, it kind of shines a light 
on some of those like social um, aspects, mm-hmm. like how we shake hands and mm-hmm. how in some cultures, yeah, people bow, which is great. Like, don't touch me. Um, <laughs> like, but, but yeah, there are a lot of different things that, you know, we think of like people, there are germaphobes uh, and there are also some people who aren't. Um, I don't know those people. That's, <laughs> uh-huh. that's, that's not me. Um, yeah. But, you know, just thinking about all those things, sharing a drink or t- touching everything on the bus um, and yeah. then touching your face <laughs> yeah. or coughing. And then put- there was a lady in front of me at Marshall's the other day. Oh, my God. <laughs> Uh-huh. She sneezed openly uh-huh. onto like a display near me. And I was mm-hmm. just looking at those candles. I was like thinking of touching a candle right when I passed. <laughs> and I was like, hell nah. I Dang. I saw that sneeze. And I held my <laughs> breath for a few seconds, <laughs> quite a few seconds after the oh sneeze gosh. and turned my head as if I was looking at something else. Because <laughs> I can't even. Oh, but man. Yeah. Some people have no idea. Yeah. Uh, So it definitely kind of like put people, I think, maybe in our minds a little bit, Mm -hmm. like seeing those parts. I hope Um, so. I think it did. it. I hope so. I don't know. Um, Maybe they thought about it or maybe they didn't even notice. I don't know. Maybe Maybe not. I think it was great. Like, Like, I think that raised those points. Like, I think for Mm -hmm. all of like we're I'm being kind of hard uh, on this movie in certain ways that maybe are fair, maybe oh, whatever. Good. But I think overall, you know, yeah, the, the the messaging as far as like, yeah, be aware of like what you're touching. Um, yeah. Put your hands in your mouth right after. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And just like, yeah, the idea that like germs can be spread so easily. Um, it's so easy just in in open spaces. And so it's it's so easy to, you know, for a pandemic to in the right conditions. Oh, at the end, when you see the right conditions, like what all the conditions were that led to mm-hmm. all this, mm-hmm. I think that was so great. Like mm-hmm. just seeing, oh, this is a bat, which also at the Smithsonian, you'll learn <laughs> at mm. the same exhibit. Um, part of why bats are such reservoirs is they have they can fly really far. And I didn't know that. Um, I know that they live in very crowded areas and stuff, but apparently, and, you know, I might've forgotten some parts from the exhibit. So just go to the exhibit guys, but (laughs) they can fly real far. Like that's a part of it. Um, Mm -hmm. But they're reservoirs to, for a lot of shit. And um, yeah, yeah, they, they gave it to the pigs and their pig stuff, pigs. What was it? Bird flu and part bat. I forgot what the mix was that they were talking about when they looked at the screen and saw all the sequences well, and everything. Yeah, they were just but... saying that the the pig DNA and the bat DNA kind of recombined. Um... Or the like viral DNA, the b- DNA from those viruses. Pig yeah. virus. Or yeah, pig yeah. virus. Yeah, because I just remember yeah. there being them being like pig, pig, bat, pig, pig. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, Which and that is like how certain because I know like, Mm -hmm. yeah, with um, like with the flu, like the the flu Mm -hmm. has what? Oh, shit. It's please don't yell at me, anybody. But uh, (laughs) like seven proteins or something like that. I think Um, it's seven or eight. I think it's eight. Actually, I I think you're right. I think you're right. But they can. um, Yeah, that's (laughs) um, but 
yeah, viruses like that can recombine. They trade pieces and it'll take a couple pieces of this one, a couple pieces of that one. Um, and most of the time they're not viable. Like it just kind of like, like it doesn't do anything. Um, mm-hmm. But sometimes they can recombine and it, it is a matter of kind of chance or luck or whatever, like yeah. the right uh, yeah, luck. Yeah, like the and they they kind of said it and I kind of agreed but kind of scoffed at it but you know the right pig or yeah the right pig and the right bad and oh, just yeah. like the right place right time right combination yeah. like all it takes is a tiny little you know just for the planets to align in such a way um yeah. for that initial instance to happen and then for it to spread is pretty easy um so it, they are all like small chances each step along the way but it's still possible um and that is how a lot of stuff can work so yeah i agree that that was like um that visual of like oh shit oh shit just like watching it all go like yeah Yeah. it can happen like that um and it can happen really quickly and it can spread really quickly and that's why um well yeah so i kind of went on a little soapbox in my notes i was like here's the thing (laughs) to contain an outbreak (laughs) i haven't read this since i wrote it so i apologize in advance um i said to contain an outbreak especially one that we don't understand we need support we need support from the government we need support from the general public support from all angles there has to be a trust in science in the process um in how slow science is how much expertise and energy and effort and support and time is needed to contain and solve outbreaks like this um and then i trailed off after that but um (laughs) (laughs) um, but but yeah yeah, i mean that's very true yeah i mean like it it i have been sick to my stomach like watching budgets for public health organizations being cut because like Mm -hmm. okay great so we cut our budgets here for being able to track diseases like diseases don't stop at country lines (laughs) like they Mm -hmm. they know they they go everywhere and anywhere especially when we have the ebola outbreak really Mm -hmm. really like shine the light on that like absolutely yeah yeah because we got like airplanes and shit now like they can go anywhere very quickly going everywhere Mm -hmm. (laughs) so yeah, I don't know. It's just like underlining the importance for trust and importance of like people understanding how serious mm-hmm. this is and how quickly it can happen and how, I don't know, involved yeah. it is to solve it, I guess. I agree. I <laughs> totally agree. Hmm. And I guess those I wrote final thoughts, which don't mm-hmm. actually have any final thoughts under it. All I wrote was oh, women in science and then great. all the <laughs> women in the movie. But mm-hmm. I guess it does help us here with our final thoughts, which is um, there were three key women in science in this movie. We didn't, I realize now we didn't talk about them like hardcore. Mm-hmm. The virologist, Whoops. I think we did a lot and Kate mm-hmm. Winslet, but not the French or the WHO one. But gotcha. yeah. these are like real careers that people have. And I think that they did a great job even with all of the issues of like you know whatever the science part that we kind of like yeah that we at. made fun of yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that they did a wonderful job showing the importance of these careers um mm-hmm. that these women have like the ep- both the epidemiologists and the type of work that they do like mm-hmm. they have to track these diseases and figure out exactly what it is and I don't know if that they ever actually figure that out like as far as they figure out who I guess are not is or not are not sorry um <laughs> patient zero mm-hmm. is but yeah um yeah. they don't really figure out like how it happened which is fine but um you know that's important stuff like tracking disease and 
the work that they were doing and Kate Winslet's character, like you have that, you run that risk of you could die. Like if, if it's yeah. something like this in this yeah. case. Yeah. Um, Especially when you don't or, know how it works know, yet. Yeah. Or if you're working in a field where, you know, certain diseases are, you might catch that disease, even if it's not a life threatening one, you could catch mm-hmm. it. Or there were doctors very common, during I the Ebola like. epidemic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, um, there were people who doctors, who were treated at Emory who, um, Mm -hmm. you know, contracted, or at least, who was it, a doctor and a nurse um, uh, who contracted the disease. Yeah, it was three of them. I remember that because it was just like news trucks everywhere. That was crazy. Yeah, everywhere. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I think that as far as depicting women in science, the STEM, I think we went into, there were some issues, but as far as depicting women in science, it was great. Mm -hmm. I guess next we should just actually rate and i don't remember what the hell we used to rate last time so let's i mean we could call them golden syringes this time (laughs) yeah let's do it different every time because i feel like maybe it was beakers but i might have it might have been beakers. i like syringes yeah syringes to the leg yeah (laughs) yeah yes (laughs) straighten the leg (laughs) how many needles Um, to the leg (laughs) (laughs) what is this rating out of like what Maybe out of three this time. Sure, uh, yeah. Let's, let's change it up. Let's yeah. keep it fresh. Very scientific. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, I guess how many for the movie and then I guess for the depiction of women in science and mm-hmm. science as a whole, mm-hmm. how many would you give? You can rate them separately or together. Yeah. Whatever you want. Okay, so if it's only out of three, I would give it a three out of three. I, I mean, um. Okay. Yes, you can do halves a... too. I'll say oh. half. Yeah, mm, okay. yeah, that All makes right. it out of six. Say two and a half. All right, because <laughs> I am. You know, it was cool to see. Um, all these famous people doing this stuff because that brings like street cred, right? <laughs> like, yeah, ooh, that's true. Like protein that's structures. Huh? Um, it makes people yeah. pay attention a little bit more. <laughs> um, yeah, the women were badass. Um, I feel like. Yeah. Okay. That, I'll just leave it there. Yeah. Two and a half okay. syringes to the leg right. for me. <laughs> Syring- All right. And I too give this movie two and a half syringes to the leg. That's why okay. I put the halves okay. in because that's what Great. my rating was going to be. Great. Um, <laughs> but for basically the same reasons, despite like issues with science at or like how things mm-hmm. are conducted, I felt like they did a great job depicting the science and depicting the process, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, even if it was sped up, it was mm-hmm. it was pretty accurate in that sense, in mm-hmm. certain ways. Um, and I think the women, they were all great. Like when yeah. I when I went back and looked and like was like, oh yeah, I need to see who the women in science were and saw that there were three women in science. It wasn't just like a woman in science in the movie. Mm-hmm. I was really happy to see that like they were really the main ones leading this whole uh this whole thing the whole Mm -hmm. um investigation into this disease so Mm -hmm. um yeah I thought that it was it was really good and despite the lack of diversity um yeah which didn't realize until later but Mm -hmm. uh you know we got we got women in there so Mm -hmm. next time we'll get We'll get some people of color in there. 
<laughs> I hope so. Yeah, and it's funny because looking back to like I you say that there's these three women and I agree with you but honestly I got them all mixed up like they're all interchangeable in my brain at this point in time they're just like <laughs> the three white ladies that's great um which and part of that is because I'm bad at paying attention to movies I think uh maybe just so everyone knows one. I am the black one and she is the white one so no one get mad oh boy oh dear <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But they really like I can't remember which is which at all. Like you could like this whole time when you're like, oh, yeah, the the, the WHO one. I'm like, mm-hmm, sure. <laughs> they are just like one human. in my mind. <laughs> But to be fair, I have that problem oh, with okay. most movies. See? So hopefully no the one they should have put a black woman in there. Then you would have been able to. Then I would have been able to follow. There's got to be more people like me. Exactly. That, if nothing else, that's the perfect yeah. reason to cast <laughs> some diversity in these. Oh, man, in these movies. Uh, I um, totally agree. We need to get oh, this boy. to the movie making people in yeah. Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I have two more thoughts. One of them is um, I thought it was interesting and I know we already passed this, whatever, um, but it was interesting the way that that they portrayed people's reactions. So they're like in everyone's trying to get the first Scythia, right? Um, And that raised an interesting point. Oh, boy, I'm going down all these rabbit holes, but. No, that's okay. Um, they were like, you didn't like the blogger dude uh, was like, oh, you didn't post it on the CDC website. Like the CDC is not going to post a recommendation if it, they are not completely and absolutely sure yeah. that this is something that's safe for everyone under all conditions. Um, exactly. But I guess the point that I was going to get to is like just seeing like they, how they depicted how everyone was like trampling everyone to, to get their forsythia or mm-hmm. whatever. And everyone was like losing their goddamn minds like that. <laughs> I don't know. I think that was important to show um, to kind of like mm-hmm. cast um, you know, like a little mirror back on human nature. Like the scientists yeah. are doing all this work and that's really hard. But then also the way that people react is like, bonkers um yeah. so i don't know i thought that it was interesting that they portrayed you know the general like the masses in this like ah, like mob mentality freaking out mm-hmm. um and they but they like invoked such like an emotional like holy shit wow like they're knocking that woman over like they're really being yeah. unreasonable and I, I just mean, thought that was an interesting like a necessary aspect to raise in this whole yeah, picture it is like i mean um, and, and in this case you know, when people are fearing for their lives, and in this case, they actually had to fear for their lives. Yeah, yeah. people will go to extremes. Yeah, so all bets are off. <laughs> yeah, so I thought that was accurate. Okay, and then I have one more comment, and I'm just very upset about this. Um, I just couldn't believe that they ended the movie with you two. <laughs> Just like, because <laughs> I, I was watching, so I was used, I was watching with the subtitles, right? And then they're just like, and now YouTube starts playing, and I was like, no, <laughs> like no, 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 who let this happen? Wait, <laughs> was what it- song was it? I don't. I didn't I, even I, remember I, that. Oh only, my god! Well, it's when they're um the the little prom scene, they're dancing. Oh, that's true. Oh, you're right. You are totally right. I forgot. And I was like, why the fuck are these kids dancing to you too? (laughs) And I wouldn't have even known, but it just said like in the subtitles, whatever. I know. You too start speaking. And I was like, no, 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 no. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh, I totally <laughs> forgot about that. I and saw that's that too. Yeah. So petty. But and it also made me think like, oh, did they have some sort of a deal? Like, was it part of that album that they put on everyone's iPhone? <laughs> but that was probably. <laughs> but I feel like the thing where they hijacked everyone's iPhone was like after 20. I think that's what it was. Yeah. I think that. Yeah. That, so, you I don't know. know. What? Oh boy. But anyway, that just upset me. Um, I wrote the word no a lot of times with a lot of O's. Um, uh, And you can fight me. That's fine. (laughs) I wonder, uh, you know, like, I don't know if you ever listened to Two Dope Queens. Um, Yeah. But the fact that like Phoebe's so into Bono, I'm just like, she loves Bono. Oh my gosh. I wonder if she's going to listen to this episode. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Oh my gosh, baby. Oh, <laughs> they, they, oh now yeah. we're really getting in it. But they interviewed Michelle Obama this week. It was great. Yeah. Anyway. Okay, oh, so. I need to listen. All mm-hmm. right. So it's people listening good. to this, please listen to Two Dope Queens as well because mm-hmm. they're pretty dope. Uh, I Even think we're two dope scientists. Like yes. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that's what we are. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> that's the new name of this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, no. Yep. So we're still women in STEM, STEM, STEM entertainment. Ooh, just it's, rolls it's off the tongue. Roll off the tongue, <laughs> guys. <laughs> guys, you guys are gonna love it once you really get into this podcast. It's really gonna roll off the tongue. You'll tell oh, everyone yeah, about yeah. it. Totally, when, everyone's women gonna be getting tattoos all the way down <laughs> their legs on their tongue. Men. They're gonna get it on their. Oh, okay. I'll stop. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. So, all right, guys. This thanks for listening. Uh, yeah, this was, if you made it through, this was thank you so fun, much. Yeah, it's gonna be a long episode. Mm-hmm. I know you guys are already like big fans, but hopefully, right, you guys got drawn in, um, mm-hmm. and you are big fans already. So who knows? Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, this was this was a fun one to do. I think it was. We also. It was more in our wheelhouse as we are mm-hmm. not paleo, whatever, botanists, which is what mm-hmm. the lady was in Jurassic Park. Right, so right. we could bring a little bit more insight to this one. Mm-hmm. It also <laughs> made me be realize because it. it's been about a year and a half now since I've been out of the lab and it made me realize mm-hmm. just how much I've forgotten, like to an oh. upsetting degree. So I'm going to yeah. open some textbooks after this and do some studying. <laughs> Uh, cause I, yeah. I need to remember more things. And also yeah. I still, maybe there's probably a lot of people that turned off the podcast when I was like, Oh, it's definitely not our not, or, you know, spelled the, the way that I said. <laughs> anyway, now I've brought it up again. So now I've really doubled down, but <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, but oh, yeah, so anyway, uh, I hope that no one, however long ago Thanksgiving was at this point, I hope no one got say Manila. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah i really hope you guys are okay or have recovered by now <laughs> and uh, give us your feedback or suggestions and stuff because we right. will gladly take it um, yeah we want to hear what we got wrong we want to hear yeah. what we got maybe right yeah totally sure Praise right. us. that's cool totally right. um yeah and what you want to hear about, because I have ideas for things that might be fun to talk about, but I want to know mm. what you want to talk about. Not you, yeah. then. <laughs> oh, okay. Never mind. <laughs> well, but you too. Yeah. I mean, both. Okay. But not you, you too. too. <laughs> it's full circle, guys. Oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> All right. On that note, um, we're going to go Thanks. away now. <laughs> yeah. We're going to go. Bye, guys. Great. Bye. <laughs> Thank you.
Thanks, guys, for listening to another episode of Women in STEM Entertainment. We hope you enjoyed it. Uh, yeah, and if you listened this far, we really, really appreciate you, and we will be sending uh, your trophy in the mail soon, so keep up for that. <laughs> um, yes, <and> indeed. <laughs> I suppose we should talk about what movie we will be watching next. Um, we'd love for you to join in and watch it as well, so we're all kind of on the same page. Um, and since this is all your fault, Erica, I think that you should tell everyone what we will be watching next. Yes, indeed, it is my fault and my pleasure to let you know that we will be watching the 1986 classic, The Fly, starring my boyfriend, uh, Jeff Goldblum, and uh, Gina Davis, who is also fabulous. You can find the movie if you want to watch along uh, with us, which we highly recommend, you on YouTube, Amazon Prime, iTunes, Google Play, and Vudu. Yeah, and maybe you could, if you know where we live, you could kind of set up a telescope and watch through our windows. <laughs> that, that'd be fun. That'd also be an option for you. <laughs> um, and as always, we'd love to hear what you think about this episode, next episodes, what episodes we or movies we should watch for other episodes. Um, and you can let us know that by either emailing us at wistemtertainment at gmail.com or following us uh, on Instagram or Twitter at, at wistempod. That's at w-i-s-t-e-m-p-o-d. Yeah. Um, and also, you know, we're still kind of in the running to see who can recruit the most friends. So you should really make your choice known because we want to know. <laughs> All right. So if you want to be my friend, you can follow me on Twitter at Kelly Vinyl. And that is K-E-L-L-I-E-V as in Victor, I-N-A-L. And if you'd rather be my friend or want to be both of our friends, you can follow me at E underscore Bizell, that's E underscore B as in boy, I, Z as in zebra, Z as in zebra, E-L-L on Twitter. Yeah. Um, and really, we encourage you to be both of our yeah. friends. <laughs> um, in any case, we'd like to thank Zach Endy for our intro music. And I would also like to thank you for doing all of the editing. Ooh, and I would like to thank Kelly for making the bomb-ass artwork that we've been having on our social media for each episode. Thanks, Kelly. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. And thanks to you guys for listening to another episode once again. Uh, We'll see you next time. Yeah. Bye. Bye.